All right, everybody, good morning on this February 22nd. I haven't muted you yet so we can hear you. So good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? Good morning. Morning. Good morning. morning. What's up? What's up? Uh, what is up over Whoa. here? It's 20. <laughs> it's February, second month. Hey, Mariah, it's going to be a good luck day for you. Okay, Always. You if, it was, if it was 2022, a year from today, then it would be... Two twenty-two, two oh two two, but even today is two two two. So there you go. It's a lucky day today. When the, whenever there's three numbers in a row, it's a lucky day. Okay, so there you go. All right. So hold on a second here, then I'll introduce you. Give me one second. I had to mutify everybody. So, ladies and gentlemen, from the Sahara branch, and a gentleman who's been in my coaching pretty much since the beginning of time. Oh, I mean my time here. Murad Agribi. All right, Murad, welcome. Hit star six on your phone, my man, so we can hear you, please. Thank you, sir. Good morning. There he is. And the man who knows, how many languages do you know? How many languages can you Only seven. seven. Only seven. <laughs> you know, they say something about people that know that many languages, like you have a whole different, uh, your brain works totally different, because once you know at least four, you know, you can continue to be extremely intelligent. I don't know if you knew that but it's a fact. You're absolutely, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, and it's funny because growing up uh, in, in a multicultural household, uh, languages were beat up uh, into us by our mom. My mom is German. And uh, so pretty much uh, she beat us in, uh, into the languages. <clears throat> and from there, everything develops. You pick up very easy. The brain gets rewired and it's, uh, it's not being a genius. It's just being grateful you know, for my mom or what, he, what she taught us. That's, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, you know, um, I know that uh, just um, trying to learn, I mean, I know a little French, enough to be dangerous, I know a little Spanish, and I know just trying to learn, you know, just the male, female, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff with languages is, is confusing, never mind learning the words themselves. So, so to you, learning scripts was probably relatively easy. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I remember back, uh, wow, 2006. 15, 16, uh, with Paul Campanar when I was at Pebble office. Yes. Uh, we had the satellite office there in Pebble, and I did the uh, success series for two months in a row, just so I can internalize these scripts. Yep. That's awesome. I was going there yeah. uh, every week, every day, uh, just doing role play and uh, going, taking his class and uh, role playing the scripts. Yep. Paul Campanero, I, I, I uh, haven't heard that name in a while, though I see all his stuff on YouTube, and he's got a really good following going with all this role-playing. That's a really good skill to learn, isn't it? How to communicate with people really effectively over the phone or face-to-face. Because, you know, the drawback – well, I shouldn't say the drawback. The negative on scripts, the people that don't use them say, but I sound like a robot, uh, you know, I don't want to sound insincere, or, but uh, what do you say to all that? I do role play every day, uh, uh, almost religiously, very few sessions I did miss, and it's funny, you learn, every time you practice, you learn, and uh, I do tend sometimes to intimidate uh, the newbies, and I, because uh, everybody thinks, hey, you know all the answers, no, you just uh, follow the, the rule, you just uh, uh, repeat what they say, acknowledge, hear what they ask, the question, and I follow up with another question, and if you honestly yeah. don't know the answer, don't wing it, just 
Hey, uh, that's a legit question. Guess what? What's the best way for me to reach out for you to find? I want to find out the answer and uh, get back to you with the uh, with the answer. Yeah. So we're here yep. in this business to provide a service and provide them uh, with an honest answer. We're not here to just swing it. And why we can first find out like why we even call people to begin with. We call yeah. to find out if we can help them, if we can give any service. Absolutely, and that's the key right there, being of service to people. And uh, it, it's very, it's very ob- obvious whether you're calling to be of service or you're calling with commission breath. And commission breath is stinky, ugly, repulsive. And, uh, and anybody who's been prospecting knows what that means because when you call them and you're about you, very transparent. When you call them and you're about them, very transparent. So it's very obvious which one. And, you know, and I remember, because I started in the business at 19. I've been doing this for 36 years now. Um, unless you talk to Amanda, she thinks I'm like 70. So I've been doing it for like 56 years, but that's not true. I'm only 56. All right. So <laughs> I've been doing this for 36 years. And let me tell you, actually, I, I could even say 37, but I'll keep it at 36. Um, what I learned, because I, when I started in the business, I didn't know scripts. I didn't know. I did most of it. I was excited. I was young. And I found was, the biggest aha for me ever in real estate was when I asked questions and let them talk, they actually warm up to you better than when you're trying to convince them of anything. Would you agree? Absolutely right. And I find out that the, uh, during uh, doing open houses, that's how I started. Because uh, obviously you call uh, in the beginning, uh, you don't get uh, immediate results. And uh, to avoid being discouraged, uh, you rely on activities. We did door knocking. We did, uh, with, I'm on uh, the common team with Chris. I did a lot of physical preview with Chris. You know, we go in and we just do drive-bys. We don't even have appointments. We just show up, knock on their door. And it's funny how people warm up. And then he saves their information, follow up with them. Sure enough, he got a listing a couple of weeks down the road. Um, and cool. during uh, the, the other activities we did, I started doing open houses. Uh, I started the old way, just putting up signs and waiting for people to come in. And obviously, I did not have big traffic. And to increase the traffic, so we start calling and door knocking. Uh, so we start doing the activities around the open house to drive more, tractive, more, more traffic. And it worked. Uh, in the beginning, also in the open house, I had the registry. Uh, everybody ca- had to register and sign, put the information. And I find out over more than half the people that give you the wrong information. They give the wrong name. They'll, they'll, they'll introduce themselves as one name and then uh, their spouse or their friend call them a different name and they like, realize like, something is not right here. Um, and talking to my coach, talking to Chris uh, and working with Chris, you learn that you have to present value to people before anything else. They have to trust you. Uh, mm-hmm. And sure enough, I changed my techniques. So no, I'm no longer asking to register. I no longer ask them for the, yeah, I introduce myself and I wait. If they want to introduce themselves, give me their name, that's fine. And um, two minutes conversation, they tend to grab my clipboard and they write down volunteer to write down their, their full name uh, and phone number or email the way they want to be reached. And actually they find out that's a better way to even do follow-ups with them because they give you permission. They wrote down their information for you. Uh, since you provide them with a value during the two-minute presentation. And it doesn't take long. It's not a half-hour talk. It's, it's kind of speed-up elevator speech. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah, and, uh, you know, because you, you, I remember before COVID, you were doing massive 
amounts of open houses. I mean, you've always been a prospector, right, from the beginning, but massive amounts yep. of open houses. Um, have you been out there doing them again since, or mostly just phone? Uh, no, no. Right now I'm doing mostly phone. I might go back, because I've been doing, uh, for the last few years, uh, mostly in uh, the Red Rock uh, Country Club community. Um, I get to know not only the neighbors, but also the security, the whole thing, how it works. And uh, sure enough, people get to know you. And uh, even if there are multiple open houses, it's funny how even the security, they direct the first, uh, all the first people, they direct them to you, only because you establish already the relationship with them. They know you, they trust you. Uh, you get them a coffee, you get them a Red Bull, you get them a case of water in the summer or things like that. And they appreciate that. Right. Uh, he's working them. He's working them. Good, 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 good. Okay, so um, so right now your primary source of doing business is over the phone. Tell us about your lead sources and maybe your prospecting schedule and all that good stuff. I do prospect every day. I start with the expired. Uh, it is uh, my to-go resource. Uh, I do some follow-ups uh, probably uh, midday and uh, old expires, and I redial the expires that not call in the morning in the afternoon. Uh, we do, we have a, very, a lot of energy in the office. I am alone usually the first half of the day. Chris shows up around 12-1. Uh, Mike Owens, uh, he's a big <laughs> prospect or so, shows up late afternoon. And we do late afternoon uh, prospecting. And uh, even if I feel like I want to go home, no, no, you know what? He's calling. Might as well. I pick up the phone, I call. And I got to do something. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially if like you that. don't have... He's- I was going to say, Chris is probably one of the most productive people from noon on that I know. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And uh, they, there is no time, like, uh, better time to call morning, night, or afternoon. It's just a matter of calling, just reaching out for people. You're not going to reach them in half an hour now. Call them back in half an hour, see if they answer the phone. Yeah. When people ask me what the best time is, like, what time do you want to? Well, from 1 to 3. That is the perfect time to call. Uh, from 9 to 11, that is the per- – because the, the contact per dial ratio is very similar, okay? Uh, you know, you may talk to more people in the afternoon, but I find the people that answer or answer their door in the morning, you know, um, it's usually because they're not at the thing they don't like doing, which is called work, so they're usually in a better mood. It, does, it doesn't matter, like you just said, what time you talk to them, as long as you're talking to them, because when you find the person who's moving, the conversation's always different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I find out the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, I've been calling between 10, 11 a.m. till about 3, 4 in the afternoon. Uh, great uh, answer uh, per dial. A lot of people answer. Doesn't matter if it's a wrong number or uh, if, it's not, if it's not a homeowner, if it's a tenant, but you know what? People answer the phone. And people answer the email and text because when I, uh, from my, from my lead source, I do have, uh, uh, there is a way to find out if there is a cell phone. Uh, obviously, it says the thing, or I, I check it out on my reverse uh, number call in the in the phone, or if I have an email. I do, I do have several windows and uh, open on my uh, on my desk. Uh, I work with four screens, obviously, and I put uh, I email them. I have uh, ready emails ready to go. I have to just add an email, and then I just simple one question: uh, Are you still? Uh, interested in selling your property uh, located on this uh, this place. Not everybody answers, but a lot of them answer that they're always rented out or no, not now, fill up with me in six months. And uh, sure enough, we put them in a pipeline and fill up with them in six months. Or uh, obviously right. before, like four months or so. Nice. 
Nice, nice, nice. So you get right the key, now, the key right. thing is to stay on the momentum. I, I, do, I did yes. lost the momentum a few times. Uh, also, it has big time to do with my mindset. Uh, and well, we're human. And obviously, uh, our mind sometimes goes south. And the best thing, my biggest advice for this is to have somebody to reach out to and tell them. Uh, let them know that your mindset is messing up your prospecting or your, something is not right. Uh, and uh, I have great mentors and coaches. I have two of them. And they help me out and always redirect me. Thank you, Rick, for always putting me back in my spot. No problem. Well, you know, I, I would say that, you know, you, but you see, uh, in order for you to stay positive, you know, somebody like yourself, even though you're a very positive guy, you know, we have times where we need to be, everybody needs to be straightened back out or you need, you need a positive uh, conversation with somebody. But you also have a routine that not many people have. You're a, I, I would call, I would put you in the same category as myself, an audio book junkie. <laughs> you, you probably <laughs> have more true. books in your, how many books do you have in your Audible account right now? Uh, well, besides uh, the real books, I have a big library at home, like actual books, books. Yeah. Uh, my Audible on Amazon has 764 titles right now. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, you know what, Which, that's, an, that's an investment. Because that, that, you know, those aren't free, and you have everyone in there forever, which is great. Well, there is, there is a trick to it. Um, mm -hmm. I buy them on sale. Uh, there is probably anywhere from 150 to 200 books I haven't read from biographies or uh, some other, other kind of books. Uh, mm -hmm. you buy them on, I buy them on sale. On sale. Basically, I buy them with credits. You go on Amazon, you buy uh, Audible, you buy a credit instead of buying a full price uh, mm -hmm. as a, a being a member. And then also every month or every other month, they have a two for one credit. Basically, you get two titles for one credit. And all I do just, uh, I put uh, the certain books that I, when I browse uh, my shop, just put them in your wish list. And then uh, sure yeah. enough, you get an email and like, hey, one of your uh, favorite authors is on sale. And uh you get two books for, for one credit. So basically, I, most books I, I bought them for like five bucks versus 20, 30 bucks or so. Right. And I reward yeah. myself every time. Sorry. Every time there is a closing, uh, I reward. I set a little budget. Hey, I did a closing. There's so many came in. Let me spend some money on books. Um, That's awesome. Uh, reading reading helped I, me I, a lot. I buy the credit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I would stay sane without uh, my audio books and reading, too, because I, I have, like yourself, I have a tremendous amount of physical books, and I also have a tremendous amount of and, – and, and a lot of the books that we're talking about for your mindset are on YouTube for free. So I, anybody can get started with the real – you know, with the, with the books that – the foundational books are all in there for free. Some of the best books ever are on YouTube for free, the Audible versions. Very true. I do have about a couple hundred books on MP3 format, and uh, uh, that you can put them. I put them on a hard drive, on a thumb drive. Uh, so if anybody would like uh, any of these books, just reach out for me. Bring uh, bring in USB key, at least 64 gig, and uh, you get a full uh, library there. Wow, that's that's a great offer there. So give me your email address. Uh, M O U R A D, which is my first name at Agribi, A-G-R-E-B-I, dot net. Or you can text me, 702-325-6656. Or even better, you can uh, join us for role play. 
uh, on the Sahara branch. And even if you're not in our office, you can role play with us in the morning. And sure enough, just ask me right there and then, and we'll find a way to share the books with you. And if you're not already with the Sahara branch and with another company, then all you have to do is join the company. Amanda and Suzanne will be happy to welcome you in. <laughs> okay. Very true. Okay. Sorry. Yes, I love it. Okay, so all right. So, anything else you want to mention about how you do it? Maybe your favorite lead sources or anything like that. I know you like expired, but is there any other ones that you like? Uh, I do call also just listed, just sold. I do uh, follow up. My biggest fear for a long time was the sphere. I would not call my sphere even my life depend on it, and I had to overcome that fear. I don't know why. Uh, it's funny because mm-hmm. even you eat uh, people cuss at you. Even t- the biggest toughest expired. I eat them for breakfast. But the people I know and they like me, they did business for me, uh, with me. I'm, I don't know. I felt like I'm not comfortable asking them. I felt like I was begging or something. And I tried it, and sure enough, I get quite a few deals out of them. And I'm uh, getting almost over that uh, that hang-up. So I decided from uh, since then I. While I'm driving, if not listening to an audiobook, I will dial my SOI while driving. Yeah, that's awesome. And I find out, like, yeah, because you distract, you drive, people, and you just catch with them. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say some people. Some people uh, re- think about that. Some people would rather. Uh, let's put it this way: it's like the fear of public speaking. Some people would, you know, find death more exciting than calling an expired listing. And you just said, I eat them for breakfast, which I think is great. But that's a mindset that you've developed over time, isn't it? Uh, Yep. I love what Jerry Seinfeld says. He says, (laughs) think about this, Uh, 90% of the population consider death more exciting than uh, public speaking. You've heard that before, right? So he said, that means at a funeral – a person giving the eulogy would rather be in the casket. <laughs> I always find that hilarious, but maybe it's just me. All right. So anything else you want to mention about prospecting? And uh, what, like, okay, just listed, just sold. Um, what kind of results and what kind of, uh, um, you know, like when you call them, um, is, is that a lot easier than expired or is it uh, you get the same amount of rejection? They're, they're just, they're conversationals. A lot of them, they're just straight conversationals. And they, um, I, do not follow up with them as I should, because uh, some of them they might consider my they they, they they think they know, and I just leave it alone as is. If hey maybe I'll know somebody, I'll reach out for you. But then I do not make the effort to call them back. Uh, maybe I should mm-hmm. do some follow ups in that uh, in that regard. Uh, you know what? Might as well. You know what? I'm gonna make a note. I'm gonna start doing that, even for those who uh, did not give me any referral, just to follow up with them, see if they have any other referral. Uh, lately, I've been also <clears throat> thinking outside the box, and um, I have a couple, uh, like one buyer there that I have a hard time finding them a property for them. So we looked what is available, looked at the new construction, and now I'm looking into the uh, the recent expired and withdrawn over the past year. And he found three properties that he really, really likes, and I'm reaching out to the owners and uh, basically asking if they're willing to list their, to sell their property since I have a legit buyer. Great. Love it. I love it. I love it. It's awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah, the um, – see, now listen. I'm going to give you a little piece of coasting advice here, and I've told you this before, but I want them to hear this. Normally – I shouldn't say normally, but a lot of times, a, a person like yourself who's willing to bang out the contacts, call the tough ones, it always seems like they have – the issue is – calling their sphere, 
and being rock solid with their lead follow-up. So remember now, with the VAC 2.0, you have every reason in the world to be killer about, I mean, once you have them, they can be getting stuff from you on auto, and if they check it, it notifies you. So if you get real consistent with your sphere and real consistent with your follow-up after you've created them, that's where the home run happens, my man. Uh, I do have one that uh, I did put on a VAC, and uh, this was about the last January. And uh, his his plan is because he's in the process now of selling his uh, two businesses, and uh, one in Michigan and one in uh, and he's selling his uh, multi multi million dollar property in Florida. It's already on the market. He's moving into Vegas, buying a property anywhere between three and six mil this summer. And uh, he's nice. on a search now, and he's actively looking. And, uh, yeah, I got him through the VAC. I, I had job. a few phone calls that I stopped uh, following up with him, and now he's actively looking uh, uh, on a weekly basis. That's great. Awesome. All right, cool. All right, so now i got to ask you this question, my favorite question. So knowing what you know now based on, um, you know, now you've been in the business for a little while, okay, and, you know, rocking and rolling, what would be the three most important pieces of advice you would tell them? Uh, I wrote a couple of things here, uh, and this, I believe, I got it from Brian Tracy. Decide what okay. you exactly want to do. Make a decision. What do you exactly want to do? And then okay. you must determine the price you're going you're gonna to pay to get what you want to. Mm-hmm. And obviously, resolve to pay the price. So if you like... Um, uh, in real estate, if, if you, it's all about closing and doing sales. Uh, I'm going to summarize it this way. You, you reap what you sow, but you must reap before. That's why you prospect right. uh, 30 days, three months, uh, 90 days, uh, uh, and then that's when we do the closing, about uh, three months after when we had the first contact most of the time. So we gotta put the effort. We gotta put. We gotta make the contact. We gotta uh, know exactly what what questions to ask and how to proceed. How to make the to make the presentation. Because okay. obviously we're here. Obviously we're here to talk to people, meet with them, and then make a presentation. Right. That's the key. If they're qualified. Right. Absolutely. Cool. 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 Anything else you want to mention? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I did a few presentations where I failed, and I learned that I did not focus enough on the client's needs. I focused more on the market stats, or I focused more on uh, what their house is. That's all irrelevant. It's all about mm-hmm. the client's needs. If you know exactly, and you can ask them straight, straight blunt, what are your needs? They will tell you something today, and then. Ask them the same question in two hours or ask them the same question in a few days and uh, see if it's still the same or things change and uh, focus on, the, on their needs. Good advice. I love it. Yeah, once again, they can tell when you're about them and they can tell when you're about you and it's always better to be about them. This is such a crazy business when it comes to that. I mean, um, and pe- I think a lot of people, you know, because, you know, a lot of, trainers teach closing and the ability closing is really just you know asking questions and fulfilling what they want if you can do that it closing is easy 
right? Objections are just questions that you haven't answered yet. So if you look at it that way, as opposed to I need to be an unbelievable negotiator and supreme sales skills, and it's really just being human, listening to them, you know, like you said, repeat and approve, move on to the next question, that pattern that I talk about in my, on my YouTube channel, uh, having uh, quality conversations, is critically, people think, well, that sounds, you know, um, like you're being underhanded. No, it's learning to communicate. It's like you have to practice scripts. You've you got to practice the pattern to communicate properly. If you want to be a supreme communicator, it takes practice. If you want to be a great piano player, it takes practice. Right? I mean, practice makes perfect. Absolutely. Uh, on the key of the uh, negotiating, um, ne- negotiating is, is such such a beauty, uh, and, and it's such simple, but we, we overcomplicate it. And a lot of times you just, if you give the ball back to the other side and you just ask them, so what's the solution? What do you think should be done? And just zip it. Let them come up with a solution. And then you present that. And, and sure enough, they're, they, they're going to open up and they're going to, if, if it's sometimes it's unreal, uh, unrealistic, they're going to realize it once they voice it. Like, and you can just can emphasize, like, like really, that's, you're going to break the deal over 500 bucks. You're going to break a deal over a uh, malfunctioning uh, switch. Is that, right. uh, that's what it takes? Right. Does that make sense and, to you? Uh, yeah, exactly. And a lot of times there are very small, easy solutions. And uh, a lot of times we, we as agents can come, you know, at the other side, there are quite a few agents I worked with. They're very cooperative. And uh, we did fix the small things. It's not a big deal. We don't want to lose the deal. We'll make the client happy. You know what? Hey, it's $200 to fix that thing. Not a problem. Well, here's 200 bucks. Not a big deal. Right. And sure enough, the the transaction will close on time. Especially in today's world with the interest rates being free, 2.5%, whatever, two and three quarters. I mean, if you can't – people, buyers have to understand today that the deal is in the interest rate because, you know, I mean – there's so many reasons that that interest rate is incredible, paying down the mortgage, your payment. It allows you to pay for more. Uh, so they really they – if, but if they're, if they're super focused on just the price, then it can create problems for them. Absolutely true. And a big thing here with buyers when we work with buyers, even with sellers, we have to educate them. And the best thing is sit with them and show them what is there on the market live and get them ready. Yeah. Uh, if you like, really like a property – we can do two things. We can just lowball them and lose, and we're going to keep looking, running around. Or if you really like something, you got to put on a value, a value on it. And sometimes be ready to pay over a praised value. Are you ready for that? And if they're really willing to go that route, they will go for it. They're going to make the decision. We're not. We're just here following the right. market, and the market dictates on us uh, how we're going to behave. Right. So true, my man. All right. Any final thoughts you want to leave these wonderful people? It's been great. Uh, I would love to answer any question if they have any questions for me uh, or or any challenges or anything. Anybody have a question? All you have to do is hit star six on your phone and we can hear you. Star six. Questions? They usually don't. That's the thing because you know what I'm saying? They're muted and they've been listening. So they usually – that's why I stopped at – doing that at the end of my calls because they just don't well you ask me questions and you're you know the other thing you guys should all know is that Murad's on every one of these training calls he's never missed a coaching call with me okay so 
We're at time anyway, Mirage. So let's keep it simple, everybody. We'll keep it rocking. Okay, we'll do this again in a week. Mirage, thank you very much for your thank time today. It was awesome. All right, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank everybody else? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you.